Oh dear. Would you look at that world out there? Day. It is lovely to speak to you, as always. You know, I mean, you might not get that conversational experience back from me, because this is a one-way street, and when I say things, then who knows? You might re- be replying, and I, I, you know, come at me if you want to talk about something, but you know, you might have to do it in the comments. It might take a little bit of time. I've got apologies. I, you know, I, that's what the live streams are for when, when we do live streams. So you can have instantaneous gratification <laughs> things you need to go along and, and what you want to discuss. You, that's how you get instantaneous gratification. If you do want to check those out, chill in with country. Chilling with Concrete. Chilling with Concrete, first Sunday of the month. Anyway, getting past that point, wherever we go. I have a bad habit. I do. I mean, I have many bad habits, he says, after drinking his second cup of coffee in the space of an hour. There's not much which can be said for me. I have quite a few bad habits, but one of the... I mean, maybe I'm disclassifying this already. Maybe it's not even a bad habit. It's just something which I thought was worth discussing because it's, it's something I've noticed about myself. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person who looks at themselves, not in a mirror, but, you know, theoretically, as, as the term may could be. And I think it's important to define yourself in some way in your own head. It's, it's important to kind of... Pick it a few things when you notice them, when you notice yourself doing it. Like if you're drinking a lot, you know, like, you know, you're, you're drinking more than you regularly do. If you notice that you've gone through a bottle of whiskey in a week, perhaps you should think about why you went through a bottle of whiskey in a week. Or, you know, if you're drinking two bottles of wine in a day, maybe you should, I mean, it's going to be harder to do because you drink two bottles of wine a day. But, you, you know, consider yourself, maybe not define yourself, maybe just consider yourself. But whilst I was considering myself, you know, the world of Graham and the world of concrete, one of the things which I came to mind was this whole idea of how I react to certain things and certain pressures within the world. And I, I wanted to see what the world thought and how they felt about things and, and whether it's something which other people have noticed themselves doing. So to take you back all the way to when I was very little, something which we were told when we were kids, something which still sticks in my head today and probably has a lot of lasting damage of how I present myself to the world, is that you should never show off, Graham. You should never show off. I have a very vivid memory of guests coming over to the house um, and me being told by my mother and my father um, to not show off. Don't be showing off. If you show off, you get into trouble or you'll injure yourself, which is true. In a couple of instances, I did injure myself from trying to show off. And then I stopped. You know, I kept my interests to myself, not be the center of attention, not draw attention to myself, become extremely shy to a point of detriment to my own self. And that's something I maintained for many, many years. And I mean, really, this podcast was probably the first time I've actively put myself in the firing line, so to speak, and said, hey, this is something which I'm doing. This is something which I'm going to do for my own enjoyment, but also for yourself, and I, I want this to be content and out there. And that kind of thing. It takes a fair amount of ego, which is, is, it uses up all my ego doing the podcast. Like, all the ego I have to give is in this podcast. Everything else, you've met me in real life, I'm terrible <laughs> at being confident of myself. I can be confident of things. Things are fine. You know, a mug's a mug. But 
myself, nah, barely talk about it. I, that happened recently when I was on the radio, uh, when asking people asking questions about me. And I'm thinking, I don't know how to answer questions about myself. I can answer about my work because there's a nice little divider in between me and me and you when when my work's there. You try and approach me, it's like doesn't matter. Here's some work. Who kind of gets that? But it was something I was taught from a very very young age, and then going through kind of growing up and experiencing um, levels of bullying and high anxiety and mistreatment at the hands of others who were also finding themselves. Um, yeah, I just, it, it was never a thing. Even into intervening in things was not really possible for me. Well, I have quite a few memories of, you know, obviously being bullied myself and then seeing other people be bullied thinking, I should step in, I should do something, I should involve myself in this situation. But because of the personality I was rocking at the time... You know, and the mentality I had, the goal was never to intervene. You know, be a shadow as much as you could be a shadow, be a shadow. And so I was, I was. And I, there's there's situations I regret, and situations I think I should have stepped in and I could have probably helped. Who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have helped. Maybe it made things worse. But there's definitely situations where I think I could have helped out, or at least you know taken some attention away. And then jump to me being a teenager. And being a teenager is all about getting attention, and being a teenager is all about you know defining yourself in the world making that act of rebellion something which you can be proud of and something other people should be wary of so i I did a lot of that again a lot of my artwork led into that again it gave me a nice little point of distinction to just push people away put a little boundary between people and you know evolve that into being and yet my personality again stayed quite pliant quite docile quite doing nothing and and saying nothing because my, my opinion's worthless as it were, um, in terms of, I still don't think my opinion is particularly worth much. I'm just some nonsense on the internet. You all know that, right? Like you're aware of this. That's how the situation is is unfolding. But something which I developed later in life, I, I guess maybe probably in my twenties, was this idea of injecting myself into situations to be an irritant. Um, and I think the first the first time I noticed that I was doing this was actually I was watching an episode of King of the Hill, um, and Bobby the kid in, in King and Hell was trained to be a rodeo clown. And there was a comment which was made by one of the rodeo towns is that you're not there to be a hero. You're not there to be a hero. You're there to protect the people who are risking their lives and protect the bulls from getting injured. That's the whole point. And I thought, hang on a minute. Am I a fucking rodeo clown? <laughs> Am I a rodeo clown? Because what I started to do was I never wanted to be the center of attention, but what I actually wanted to do was just kind of help the other people within the situation by performing absolute nonsense. And you'll, you'll watch me do this in conversation. If you ever have a conversation with me, if something's getting a little uncomfortable for someone, I will throw something out. I will just mention something, or I will make a joke, or I'll make a comment in order to distract from that, to ease the tension on the other person. I do it at home, I do it with family. If something's boiling over and personalities are clashing, I just check myself into that situation. And I know it's even furthermore when there's kind of arguments happening. I, I got really good at it when I was working in bars of just diffusing fights, right? Diffusing fights. And I'll do it on night out, nice out as well. And 
part of it was just going, okay, right, so there's two people fighting, what can I do? So I'll wander over, drunk as the day, and I will just inject myself into that situation. Because somehow I'm pliant, and somehow I, I people find me calming. So when I introduce myself and I say, hey, you know, what's going on here, guys? Is there, is there anything I can help with? And of course a bouncer or whoever is going to tell me, it doesn't matter, it doesn't continue. I'm like, yep, no worries, I'm just checking in. That little breaker, that little stream of consciousness breaker will distract everybody in the conversation. So even if they were really angry and really I don't know, obviously you can't defuse every situation in the world. But really if they're just like really going at it, there's a breaker. There's a bearded buffoon rodeo clown who's just come in out of nowhere and just going, Oh hey, you know, what's the situation? Do you realise the situation is ridiculous and you both amped up over nothing? How why are you amped up over nothing? Don't be amped up over nothing. And it's yeah, it's kinda of like a little crack in my own um personality of just you know, I'm not a person who chases um, I guess there was what's the word celebrity in any way, and it's, it's I'm still very much the child inside of t- being told don't show off, don't don't say how good you are, don't pretend to perform, don't do any of that. But at the same time, you know, I do enjoy a level of attention because that's why I do these things. At the same time, of wanting to discuss things, I, I want a level of recognition. Recognition, celebrity is a whole other thing. I've discovered that before. It's like I'm not looking for love, I'm looking for your respect. Damn it. Anyway, there's a, there's points to get to here when, as I get around to these points, and I I think I noticed it more as well within just various other other parts of my life of just relationships of I've, I moved away from the term rodeo clown. Let's be real. The, 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 I saw a quote I can't remember where it was ages ago. It says there's a very fine line between a matador and a rodeo clown, which I completely. I completely agree with. There is a fine line between a matador and a rodeo clown. Obviously, a matador, uh, just as a point, I don't agree with bullfighting. Just, just as a side point here. But this is the metaphor I'm using. So a bullfight is someone who picks a fight, right? Is a matador is someone who is picking a fight. It is finding someone to fight against, a bull to fight against. And it, it is, you know, placing yourself in that situation to get praise and applause to show that you can do the best and you can do that by hurting somebody else. Fuck that. Fuck the ego which makes you do that, right? A rodeo clown is someone who is putting themselves in a situation for people who are doing that. You know, is is putting yourself in a situation for people who are searching for fame and glory and going, yeah, you know what? Cool, it went wrong, doesn't matter. I'll distract the danger whilst you make an escape even though what you were doing in the first place was foolish, right? So that's why I moved away from rodeo clown. And what I instead I came up with is this whole idea of really what I do is I paint a target on my back. When I go into discussions and when I go into features, especially when I'm confronted with something, the first thing I will do is I will paint a target on my back. I will, it's, it's like confronting a bear. I will get as big as I can. I will wave my arms. I'm saying, oh, hey, over here, come talk to me. Do you know why you can come talk to me? Do you know why there's going to be a massive target on my back? You, you, you want to find out, don't you? You want to come over here and talk to me? I'm going to say something extremely defamatory, or maybe even I'll just throw in extra words to make you question what's going on with that guy. And do you know why I do that? Oh, there's a few few reasons why we do that. I'm going to get into it. One of the reasons I do that is because it's a great way to diffuse an argument. Let's just say that. <laughs> if you're being confusing, whoever is on the strong foot in said argument will lose their train of thought. It makes them double guess. It makes them stop and think. Also, it makes them think, I don't know what this person's going to do next. Which, you know, gives them an unease, unsettles the argument, usually diffuses things to a point where either it's going to escalate on you or they're just going to they just gonna eventually have to walk away, aren't they? They're just going to have to walk 
logical way. It's almost streamlined now. I can do this kind of almost streamlined of when someone interrupts me or interrupts a conversation I'm having. It's just like a trigger in the back of my head. It's like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Let's do that. Let's have this conversation, shall we? <laughs> but the second part is, and I think this is the part which I really I'm thinking about more and more these days, um, especially kind of within my future, is I don't care if I get hurt. That's the other side of things. And that's the more worrying side of things when you really deconstruct yourself, when you're thinking, do I paint a target on my back? Do I make out that I'm a rodeo clown when I'm doing things? And it is that. It's that I don't care if I get hurt. If you're in a dangerous situation and the opportunity is for you or your friend to get hurt and you put yourself in the position of getting hurt, is it because you're wanting to protect your friend or is it simply just that you think that you'll be able to survive this? You know, you'll be able to go through whatever pain you're going through and you'll come out the other side and you'll be fine. And is that because you, you know, you think you're resilient or is that just simply because your self-worth is so low that you now have embarked on this self-destructive like methodology? A lot of people would say this is a self-destructive thing to do. If you're in a situation where you have the opportunity not to be hurt or, you know, upset in any way and you push yourself into that situation, are you, you know, is that self-destructing? If everyone was saying that, would you look at me and say, you're a self-destructive person, Graham? Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a self-destructive person. I'd say some of the people who are saying you're a self-destructive person, they might be right. The other half, probably not right. They might all be saying the same sentence, but they're thinking of it in two different ways. Now, yes, I don't really care if I get hurt. That's a reality. And I think a lot of other people have that mentality as well. You know, if you're going to enjoy something and you're thinking, well, at the end of this, I'm going to feel terrible. Um, Why is the great? Oh, there's an example of that. I was talking to somebody about it. What was it? We were discussing something. Oh, we were discussing the idea of staying up all night. So we we were talking about it was a friend's party. And I was crashing over at their house. And I said to them, well, hey, you know, you know, we could we could just not sleep. Right. We could just not sleep. We could just stay up. We could do 48 hours and then we could go out. We could go out the next day in the morning, get breakfast, go to a market, do whatever. And my friend said to me, no, because I need sleep. I will feel like shit if I don't sleep. And I thought that, I mean, that's interesting and all. I'll probably feel like shit too. But I have no problem with feeling like shit. And, you know... Is, is that a bad thing? <laughs> is, that something, is that just me going in my head? It's like, yeah, I don't feel like shit. Maybe I deserve to feel like shit. Or is it simply just me thinking, you know what? It'd be nice to feel alive and, and like we did something challenging rather than just existing within the world. And that's that's the two parts of my personality kind of fighting out and going, hey, we should do more things which are uncomfortable. And the other half going, no, we should protect ourselves and we should do all the things which we know how to do. <laughs> I say it's a balance. I wouldn't say I'm a self-destructive person, but I do think it is behavior you definitely need to look out for. And I think this is why I was wanting to discuss it is I do have this habit of painting target on my back. I have a habit of, it's not necessarily the attention I want and it's not necessarily that I want to be a savior for somebody. It's just, you know, I, I genuinely don't really care what happens to me at the time. And that's, that's bad, right? That That's seemingly that's bad. That's something which I should care what happens to me. I mean, I care about myself in other parts of my life when I'm at home. I look after myself. You know, I, I eat in a manner which I consider myself fairly healthy. I, you know, I don't do things to myself which I don't think I can walk away from. And I keep that balance. But when it comes to the outside world, when it comes to public situations and online situations... I'm much more along the lines of, oh, okay, cool, we're, we're going to do this. And maybe it's just to prove that it's nonsense. 
maybe that's the other half of it. What I really want to do is just prove that the situation which we considered dangerous and the person thought they were threatening, I can just walk away from, prove you can withstand it. But I don't know who I'm proving that to. Am I proving that to myself or am I proving that to other people? Who knows? What would be the point? <laughs> What's the, the genuine point of trying to do that? If what you do in the end gets you hurt in the injured, when you could just defuse the situation as it goes. I always liked this idea of, um, you know, the whole idea of politics and, and running for election and all these things. Of You get a lot of people who get into these industries and get into conversations and arguments and discussions who just aren't prepared for a fight or a conversation or an argument or anything like that because they think that when they go into it, everyone's going to agree with them and that it's just going to be the right thing, the logical thing. And then when it happens, they don't know what to do. So it looks like they don't know what to do. There's a lot of show and mirrors going to my my own personality, I think, is I'm realizing as I get older and older, is there is a lot of show and mirrors. I mean, we discussed this when I did the, the When You Relate to the Act podcast, that, you know, that what we put out there is an act. It's it's an online persona. It's 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 concrete. But... At the same time, there is parts of my personality which do leak out into the world and say, "Hey, this is this is this is something there." And I think I don't think it's a bad thing to paint a tiger on your back. I don't think it's a bad thing to to want to. I just think you really have to be careful of how often you're doing it and the situations you're doing it in. And I think that's the truth. I think that's a fair point to kind of land this out on. But I worry about friends who who maybe are friends and family who don't recognize when they do this i don't think it's i don't i wouldn't classify it as purely self-destructive because at the same time you are helping somebody but running yourself ragged or getting yourself hurt or getting yourself upset on the behalf of someone else especially if someone else doesn't realize you're doing it is it's detrimental to you and you can stop it you know, you can consider it you can step away from situations you don't have to put a tag on your back there's a great song um by B. Dolan called Leaving New York and the main lyric on it is I was told to pick my battles, this isn't my war, I'm fighting with myself I'm leaving New York and that I think is such a good summary for basically everything I've tried to say in about 20 minutes, is that if you are a person who finds themselves painting a target on your back, acting like a rodeo clown, distracting things bringing things out into the world and saying hey you know oh well look there's a serious issue going on here you know let's protect those people and just you know focus on me for a little bit focus on me i can take a punch so fuck it focus on me let's you know slap me in the face if you find yourself doing that and you find yourself considering that and maybe even listening to this podcast you're thinking yeah there's been situations where i've done that just all, all you do is you know remember to pick your battles and remember that if you are putting yourself in those situations regularly you need to consider why you're putting yourself in situations regularly. Are you seeing a lot of situations which require you to do this? Are you seeing a lot of situations and have a lot of friends who need protecting? Or are you simply looking for a reason to get hurt? I think that's something for all of us to think about. In the meantime, I'll continue to be a nuisance. Where I can be. Because I don't think I've found a point where I've, you know, not been able to walk away from it. But it's an interesting thought. It may be an interesting design. Keep an eye off on it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Is it something everybody does? Is it something just I do? It'd be interesting to know. But until we have that, 
I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.